0: Good day. You're watching Changing Charlotte, an advocacy podcast by UNCC students, and my name is Devontae Freeman-Jackson. Today we're going to be talking about a bill that not only shook North Carolina to the core, but quaked Charlotte even worse. In May of 2016, the lives and expression of many transgendered individuals would be altered for what looked to be forever in the state of North Carolina. When Governor Pat McCrory signed the Public Facilities Privacy and Security Act, also known as HB2, He banned a demographic of people from using the bathroom designated to their expressed gender. A month prior to the signing of this bill, members of the local Charlotte government signed an ordinance that protected folks from being discriminated against in both public and private settings. This, however, did not make the state legislature happy, thus sparking the creation of HB 2. This bill goes as far as eliminating all standing ordinances from local governments that protect non-discrimination with an end goal of taking rights away from transgendered individuals. There was pushback, much needed pushback. This bill affected North Carolina as a whole, but it definitely hit Charlotte close to home. Here to help me talk about this issue is Dr. Jonica Lewis, the Director of Women and Gender Studies here at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. Dr. Lewis talks me through how campus was after the passing of HB2. The climate
1: on campus I saw was fear
0: because
1: I mean, I would say on campus and throughout Charlotte, because I think the impact was maybe downplayed on campus, but still definitely seen. Because I think at the university level, a lot of times, it's like, oh, don't worry about it. We're in a bubble. No, we're in a state-regulated right. space. So right. there has been a response and from individuals
0: and individual units on
1: campus. But um, I think the threat is still there.
0: While the attitude on campus was downplayed, the threat from the local government was there
1: that whenever um,
0: those with power
1: are able to legislate and can legislate things, um, they still are a threat to individual student, faculty, and staff bodies on campus.
0: And it left Dr. Lewis and the citizens of Charlotte thinking.
1: Your body is threatened. Your Where you can be is regulated. That's I mean, a health issue. That's a safety issue. When I'm um, in the city of Charlotte, am I safe?
0: Dr. Lewis remembers the implications that this bill had on the city of Charlotte and the state of North Carolina.
1: There was a lot of potential that like, could have been capitalized on initially. You know,
0: we, we always want to grow, we always want to be on
1: the map, but we don't want to be on the map for things that are negative. So I think that was a big, um, big, big impact um, in terms of bringing future events too. I think the um, the backlash against North Carolina was I think it kind of took them by surprise.
0: In the midst of HB2, Dr. Lewis reminded students of what was important.
1: Also student voices matter too, and so I always tell students like your dollars matter and you hate to think about it as like a consumer relationship, but you know the university counts numbers. But what we have done is specifically in curricula tried to give students information to advocate for themselves Um, and so you know the greatest aspect of advocacy, I think, is being able to say, no, actually, your stupid law affects me in this way. Or actually, you know, you don't have the information about what rights you know someone who is in a marginalized position has. Or, you know, so just to be able to say, like, okay, this is information. But also... Um, I think we're able to educate on resources that are in the area. So,
0: along with education, Dr. Lewis did a couple of other things.
1: Here are resources here on campus, and we also did the Faculty Forward Network. The you know the signs, and I still have mine um, on my door. There was like no HB2 here, and I didn't take it down because I'm like I want people to be reminded that at any given time, you know things happen, and we have to respond to them. For as major of an issue, I I still think that there is fear there that if it happened once, it can happen again. People need to understand that if you're not affected, you you can't watch people around you lose rights um, or not
0: have them in the first place. And And it did happen again because in 2017, Roy Cooper signed a bill that would quote-unquote repeal HB2. However, it made it worse.
1: I think we have gotten more conservative as a state since then, and so maybe what ended up happening was that support was garnered on the right um, so that we would not swing back left. Both sides want to have their say, but then progress is still being impeded.
0: However, it didn't do its job quite well.
1: You're not, you're not going to criminalize bathroom use, but there still is space there um, for rights to be taken.
0: In terms of HB 142, Dr. Lewis has suggestions on what we can do to better ourselves and the situation regarding it. I
1: find that a lot of people think they have no power. And then we see on the, the, the local and state level what's also happening on the national level. Um, and so I guess what I feel like needs to happen is for people to understand how much they really do impact all of those levels, right? About um, who's making laws and policies, how they affect us, what say do we have in them, you know, when we're just skimming and, like, checking boxes, right? Because somebody has to support those who enact HB2. And, you know, for the most part, we still have the same representatives, you know, and so who's continuing to support them when they, you know, support things like that? So, I mean, from the ground up, I think it's how do we change the system, but also help people understand that... They do have a voice,
0: but it doesn't just stop at understanding your impact,
1: and I would like to think that a better education and right. you know and not just in gender, but like in human rights, like thinking about creating welcoming spaces, just like trying to educate them about the climate in North Carolina, but also to make students feel like you know I have a welcome space. I'm bringing it up in classes, I know. Um, some faculty don't like to talk about issues that they feel like are political, but if they're things that are affecting students in your classroom, like, right. no, that's part of the classroom climate that you create. Even if you don't feel like this affects you, how does it affect you if the, if the legislature can come in and tell you where you can if you it? If you feel like you're protected, what happens if that protection is taken away? So The LGBTQ um, Staff and Faculty Caucus has done a couple years of a campus climate survey of um, uh, Students, faculty, and staff basically to document the ways people are saying this is not an inclusive campus, and like it's legit. Campus
0: departments are also putting in their own work.
1: So, some departments um, made their own signs for bathrooms before the university tried to sign. So, even saying like in this institution, and and I think the chancellor's policy was that we're not going to enforce again. I've seen climate change. Um, on campus in some ways since then, but there's always more that can be done.
0: It's amazing to see the allies that we have in both the faculty and staff, as well as Dr. Jonica Lewis, in fighting against HB2 and HB142. However, HB142 is still very relevant and it won't end until December 2020. However, things are looking up, because in July of 2019, after years of working on this case, the ACLU and its legal partner Lambda Legal made the federal case and the court declared that trans individuals are allowed to use the bathrooms that match their gender identity. Although this is the case, legislatures in North Carolina have yet to agree to these terms, thus keeping HB 142 intact. In a victory for the trans community, however, it is court-ordered that members of the trans community cannot be punished under the laws set in place by HB 2 and HB 142. Thank you for listening, and have a great morning, great day, great night, whatever it is, just have a great one. And make sure you keep an eye out for more Changing Charlotte, an advocacy podcast by UNCC students. Thank you.